Welcome to My Crazy Office Podcast with the authors of Working With You Is Killing Me, Working For You Isn't Working For Me, and Mean Girls At Work. Kathy Elster and Katherine Crowley. They are committed to creating world peace, one crazy office at a time. And now, here are Kathy and Katherine. Hey everyone, I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Katherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office. So today we're going to talk about an essential interpersonal skill called reading the room. Reading the room is the ability to read the subtle nonverbal messages that other people convey through their body language, telling you how your message is being received. We'll start with a question from someone who fails to read the room during a sales presentation, Hmm. and we'll give tips for how to build this critical skill. This is such an important topic and one I think often rarely discussed. Yeah. I hope more people will send questions like this to info at mycrazyoffice.co. So here's our question. I recently gave a presentation to a major client that did not go very well. I followed the outline I'd prepared and went over all the talking points, but I got the sense that the client was frustrated and overwhelmed by my information. I got feedback later that day that I didn't read the room properly and I blew the sale. Hmm. How do I read the room and what should I have done differently? (laughs) Well, many things, right, Kathy? (laughs) You know, I've been, I've been thinking about this. I mean, are people born knowing how to read the room or do they learn it? Like, yeah, that's a great I mean, question. Because I think I learned early on in life that you had to read the room. Maybe because I was a female and the you know men didn't have to read the room, but mm-hmm. women did. I don't know. Um, but you know, where do you begin? One is I think I think it's bad when you're very nervous mm. and you've prepared a presentation and if you get, you know, you, you don't really want to pay attention because you're afraid you're going to be thrown off your script. Right. And I would just say that's the wrong way to do it because you want to rehearse it and rehearse it and rehearse it so that you know it well enough so that you can ad lib it. Mm. Because you can't really prepare for, you can prepare your information and know your information, but you can't really prepare for the delivery. Yeah. Because that has to do with the room. Yeah. I think that's such a good point. I, what I was thinking about is it's, I think of reading the room as like constantly taking the pulse. Yes. Constantly taking the temperature of yeah. the environment that you're talking in or communicating in. And one of those things, it's interesting you say about upbringing. I know for me, I was always very self-conscious and very, and overly sensitive. I was always told that I was way too sensitive, but it turns out that that's a good skill <laughs> for reading the room. That's right. I would always be trying to figure out like what's going on and who's feeling what and yeah. who needs what. And it's sort of that, right? It's like going in and you, at such a good point about you can't, if you're terribly, terribly nervous, you're also going to be terribly, terribly self-conscious. Yes. And so then you can't really take in the information that you're getting from the people that you're communicating with. Right. You're closed off from it because you're so focused on yourself. Yeah. And that, you know, that rarely works. It, it doesn't 
work even when you're giving a presentation to thousands of people you do mm -hmm. have to be able to read that room which is a lot more difficult but there is an energy to large audiences that are either with you or not yeah and you have to know that and you know when you're giving any kind of a presentation it's okay to stop and say so how's this landing you know, ask, because if you're getting a vibe of people are shuffling or they're not that comfortable, either your information is triggering them yeah. or they're learning something from it or they're annoyed by it. it yeah. Could, it could be anything, but I think you reading the room is really one of those subtle skills that will carry you very far. Yeah. So, all right. How do you do it? Let's see. We do it so organically. Yeah, I think the first thing you do is you you as you're walking in to any situation, yeah. you start reading the room right then. Like you oh, get yeah. a sense of does this seem like a somber group of people? Are what's their mood? What's their tone? You know, is anyone here laughing? Are it could humor work well with this group? Like you just try to get an initial impression of sort of the emotional energy and mental energy of the people already in the room that you're dealing with. So I would say that's the first thing is to get your first impression of what's their overall mood and tone and attitude to your presence. Yeah. And, you know, don't run into the last second, get there early so that you have the time to really take that energy in and yeah. see what you're dealing with. You don't know what happened prior to you getting there. Something yes. may have, you know, heard some disturbing news. So they're not really in the mood. Uh, you have to be able, you know, they're not, you're not the most exciting thing that's part of their day. I mean, they may be looking forward to it, but other things are occurring. Yes. So you have to be able to read that. Um, and you have to be able to shift your presentation in a, in a second. Yes. And maybe um, certain things should not be said that you had practiced, Maybe they should be said differently or more lightly or maybe more seriously. It's hard. It's hard to know until you're in the moment. Right. Uh, you know, what can the room handle? What, yeah. What I was also thinking of that general rule of thumb of that you tell them what you're going to tell them kind of thing. Like you can let them know here are the major points that I wanted to cover today. Yeah. Um, these, if these aren't relevant for you, let me know, or if there's something else that I should be addressing, please let me know. You can invite feedback along the yeah. way in the conversation or the presentation that will help you read the room so that you don't lose your audience. Yeah, I think that's really good. So that, that would be, you know, making it up as you go along, which if you know your material inside and out, you can do that. Yeah. Um, but if you're, if you're just committed to, I'm going to deliver this and then leave, you're going to run into problems. Yeah. Um, but I like that a lot, which is ask, you know, letting them know ahead of time and then asking them, is this relevant? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, if you have a heckler, you got a problem. Um, you know, somebody's in the room going, oh, this is not, this is boring. Oh, this is not relevant. You know, that you're doing something wrong. Yeah. If you're bringing everybody along, there could be a problem person in the room, but yes, um, in most professional environments, somebody takes care of that ahead of you getting there. But you would want to address that. 
Yes. And you know, this is okay to take a time out and say, you know, I feel like the audience needs a time out. Let's, let's, uh, you know, you check your phones and we'll be back in five minutes or 10 minutes and then yeah. go see what's going on with that person. If you can. Yeah. Uh, it's okay to do that. You're the person who's in control. If you are the person who's giving a presentation, mostly, yeah. um, you know, hopefully someone will tell you ahead of time, you know, we were, we were supposed to do blah, 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 but we're really, I think what would be better is to do this. And you're going to have to flow with that. That's not right. optional. I was going to say, I think the other way of keeping your pulse or keeping the pulse and reading the room is to find ways to engage your audience. So you shouldn't, this, this person is saying that they were ready. They had this long presentation. They knew what all their talking points were going to be. So let's start with less is more to begin with. Maybe there are too many talking points, but the other piece is, can you have ways in which you engage the audience in interacting with you along with the presentation, right? So that you can, again, get a sense of whether they're interested in the information you're conveying and get them engaged in interacting with the information that you're presenting. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that a lot. The more interactive, obviously, the better it is. So, you know, this is the reason why people do icebreakers when they're about to give a presentation. And it doesn't have to be, you know, a long involved one, but mm -hmm. it could just be, you know, we're just going to do a quick icebreaker, you know, look at your partner and tell them what your first job was and how, you know, <laughs> and what, what that first thing you did as a kid or right out of, out of high school, you know, what, what, what your first summer, what was your first job? And that, that just gets people, you know, talking and, and more energetically away from where they were and into the new dynamic. Yeah. So if you can do something like that, um, but, you know, another way, I think if you're really seasoned, you can start it off by being a little humorous. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean you tell a joke. We're not comedians. We're business people. But I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But you can just be kind of funny. Um, can you think of something? Like, what do we do? We do well, stuff. Actually, what I was thinking is you could find out about something local about the place. Like, let's say it's famous for Joe's Coffee. And then you could say, you know, did anyone happen to stop by Joe's Coffee today? I did. Or, you know, something that's yeah. like makes a sort of playful reference to something that they may interact with and that could get elicit a little bit of a smile or a laugh. I remember when we we um we lectured at Microsoft and we lectured there many times and we had were told the first time that their official drink was Mountain Dew. And I had never had Mountain Dew before. <laughs> remember this? Yeah. And Right before I had it, it was like a shot of caffeine. It was so <laughs> caffeinated. So I think we started off by saying, okay, we're drinking Mountain Dew. We this, this is really serious stuff. And that got everyone kind of comfortable because it was funny. You know, they knew right. they knew they worked long hours and they all drank Mountain Dew. Um, <laughs> right. So yeah. something like that. Right. You know, That's personable. That is a reference to something that they may be familiar with. I think yeah. the other thing is to um, you can also do homework in advance. If reading the room is a challenge for you to find out more about your audience. And Kathy, you often talk about this, to really know who is it that you're going to be presenting to. Is it someone who has a short attention span? You know, is it someone who only wants the facts? Is it someone who appreciates some kind of a narrative? Like you want to 
find out who they are, what they respond to, so that when you do go in or when you're having the conversation or making the presentation, you're speaking their language. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. You should be looking up everybody who's going to be there um, so that you have a sense of them. That that will just tell you a little bit, but uh, maybe the person who has brought you in um, can give you an idea of what's going on. But you never know what you're going to stumble upon when making a presentation. You just don't know. And your job is to be able to shift and yeah. and take the conversation in a slightly different turn so that they hear you. And you don't want to lose them. That's the worst thing you can do. And how do you, it's easy to tell when you're losing an audience. They really, they physically become uncomfortable and they start to, um, like they, they don't want to be in their seats. Yeah, they may shift, they may yawn, they're, they look, yawn. they're looking at their phones. Yeah. Right. They could be oh. nudging one another. They may get up for some reason, leave the room for a moment yeah. and come back. Right. So- that's when you want to just tap in and say, okay, am I losing you guys? Uh, tell me what's going on here. You, it's okay to do that. They would appreciate you shifting rather than ignoring yeah. what you're going through. So you really have to know your information well enough that you can think about them. Yes. So, you know, we're not, if it's an audience of one, it's, uh, you know, usually can grab someone's attention, but if it's more than one, you have to show that you're interested in them um, in order for them to be interested in you. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I was just jotting down these points that we say, first, it's know your information yeah, so that you can be present. Yeah. Think of reading the room as just taking the pulse, finding out what is the mood, what's the energy, what is the, what, who are the people in the room? What do they really want from you? And therefore, how can you connect to them? And then uh, checking in with them while you're talking that there's no nothing wrong with saying, how are we doing? Am I losing you? Is this too much? But really checking in to see how they're responding if you're not able to perceive it yourself. Inviting them to engage mm -hmm. in some way or another. And then finally, showing them that you understand who they are mm -hmm. and that you're speaking to their concerns. And that's really the main thing, right? Is yeah. to... Reading the room means that you're tuning in to the people with whom you are communicating. And, you know, don't get defensive or argumentative. Um, you want to be seen as diplomatic mm -hmm. and someone who's there to help, not destroy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's a lot to think about, but the diplomacy will take you a long way. Um, because you yeah. don't know what you're walking into. And I think what you said, Kathy, about being willing to shift, if you yeah. realize that the, what you have prepared is not what your audience wants, and you may not be able to give them exactly what they want, but if you can, to be willing to shift in the direction that they are telling you they want to go. Yeah. Yeah. And the best thing you can do is just call us and we'll help you if, if you really get stuck with this. Cause um, you know, it, it's a skill and everybody has to develop it. Otherwise you're just going to be talking to your audience of yourself. <laughs> you, you do need to learn this. So that's it for this podcast. If you have any further comments or thoughts on this topic, tweet us at ask K2 and follow us on Instagram at my crazy office.
And if you want to subscribe to our podcast, go to My Crazy Office on our website and hit the subscribe button. Finally, don't forget to send your questions and stories to info at mycrazyoffice.co. My Crazy Office is produced in New York City at K-Squared Studios. Stay crazy.